Okay, freaks, this is the guide to your psychopath. This podcast is not about me telling you how you're fucked up. I'm here to learn about your past and how it affects your decision making. I've been studying people for a long time now, but I've never asked them about how their mind goes through the process. I want to read your guide. I want to know how you think and feel. This will not be edited to take snippets out of context, but I believe everyone will benefit from hearing all of the conversation. Learning your guide will make it better for me to understand you. Welcome to the Guide to Your Psychopath. This episode is going to be a little different. So we are... I am going to uh, talk to you a little bit about uh, my experience uh, about trying to go out and hunt. Um, Really... I've never done it before. I've never talked to anybody like seriously in depth about how to do it and s- until recently. And then I started talking to people about it. Um, so the way this started off, uh, my sons started getting into archery. And so I started uh, wondering if they would like to uh, just take that and put it into uh, practical applications. But uh, they didn't uh, keep going with it, so it just ended up being a thought in my mind. Um, so I keep hearing about all these people uh, talk about uh, food shortages and you know, uh, non-GMO GMO food and uh, different stuff like that. So all I, you know, you put all that stuff together and you worry about um, what happens when the next uh, pandemic hits, if it's even recent, um, if it's going to... Uh, put out a bunch of crazies who say that the apocalypse is now, uh, you know, just different stuff. So, uh, I've always liked going out in the wilderness and uh, to go camping. Uh, But we always did it in a large group and it wasn't really camping. Sometimes it was glamping and it just, it was different. Um, so I just started looking into archery for myself, uh, started buying little things here and there so that I could, A, put it in my bug out bag and B, put it to use in, um, in practical applications out in the real world. I do not want to get stuck uh, somewhere, either anywhere, where the situation's so bad that you have to just shelter in place or do whatever. If you have to go into the hills to live for a couple of days, um, then so be it. But, you know, trying to be 
uh, prepared for stuff like that is a little daunting, only because uh, half the people in this, I would say a lot more than half the people, I just, uh, you know, people, some people are real critical about people start thinking this way. And then other people take it to the extreme. I don't want to take it to the extreme. I just want to have that knowledge of how do you make a, a uh, how do you start a fire from a bow, a bow string, right? A bow and a string. How do you start a fire that way? How do you uh, know which berries to pick? How do you know which mushrooms you can eat? How do you know um, what what leaves you can wipe yourself with? <laughs> Uh, so, you know, all these thoughts are just uh, running through my mind. And uh, so I have this meeting that I go to every year at the week after uh, Labor Day. Uh, it starts on Wednesday. We meet up with the guys and then Saturday and then we all go home on Sunday. So I had Monday and Tuesday all to myself, and I uh, wanted to see if I can put some of this equipment to use. Um, it, you know, what am I overbuying? What am I thinking about using uh, this and that, right? What am I missing? What details don't I know what to do? <sighs> and so... I had Monday to drive up to a destination, which Monday I was going to use. Monday and Tuesday I was going to use to do a real-world application of the equipment, but also to do a scouting. Uh, where are the good hunting spots? Where do you go to harvest a deer or a bear or whatever? Uh, they say pigs are all over, but uh, every time I look around, I don't see any. I'm just not looking the right spots. But, you know, so I started driving to one lake and figured that it was too much out of my way because I had to be somewhere Wednesday. So it was too much out of my way. So I just started heading north, and I knew that I wasn't in a hurry to get anywhere. I knew that I was just going to mope around and just kind of dilly-dally down the road and just kind of enjoy the scenery and this and that. And I did, did enjoy the scenery because I seen a lot of, you know, people who have uh, two acres, three acres, who are growing plants and uh, growing livestock and doing their own kind of homestead type deal. I did see that. Uh, but when I started getting, well, also when I started getting into the forest, um, I was enjoying the, the, the forest. I was enjoying all the greenery. I was uh, just kind of taking in the fresh air. It's supposed to be really hot, but when I got into the, the, the forest, it cooled down at least 10, 15 degrees. Uh, so I just drove through the forest and I drove through Yosemite and got to the other side and 
once I got here, I got here kind of late because I was looking around at which camp spots to uh, to look at. So uh, I, I kind of looked at three different spots. Uh, one was super busy. The other was super secluded. Nobody there. And uh, the third one, that was... Uh, it looked to be like a good spot. There were some people here, and there wasn't a lot, but it ended up being, hey, you know what? I'll just camp out here. Um, so it's right, the camp spot's right by a lake. It's kind of like in a bowl because surrounded by mountains. Um, the camp spot's in between, uh, like in the middle between the the main road, which is like five down, five miles down the road, and the the lake. The lake is like tucked into the valley of the mountain, and it, it looks beautiful. These mountains aren't hills; these are beautiful uh, mountains that are just dominating the landscape. Uh, the landscape around here, and so I get in and. I start setting up some equipment just enough so that I could sleep. And I drank a couple beers just to decompress. And then I go to sleep. But before that, I was sitting here decompressing, thinking about all kinds of stuff. And it wasn't one of those things where, oh my God, a booming voice hit me and uh, that's what I had to think about. No. I thought about the stars that were in the sky. And it was a three-quarter moon, so I couldn't see all of the scar, all of the stars. But I could see hundreds of stars out here. So there isn't a lot, a lot of night or a light that um what do they call that? Uh, there wasn't a lot of light in the background. So I could see hundreds of stars and they were beautiful. I could see the Big Dipper, uh, I could see the North Star. You know, I could see all of that around me. And people around, the, the campers around me are pretty light disciplined, so they, you know, they don't have uh, uh, too much going on. And it was just like totally silence. It was silence enough to all of that. Uh, the only thing that I could hear was the crickets, which is a good thing because it drowned out my, my tinnitus. Uh, I do have ringing in my ears, so the crickets. Uh, I couldn't hear the ringing in my ears anymore because of the crickets. <laughs> so I'm sitting here just looking at the stars and gazing and just coming up with different ideas of doing different things and how I'm gonna go camping and how I'm gonna do this and how I'm gonna do that and okay, so I'm going to do this uh, tomorrow and blah, blah, blah. But you know what? I didn't. I didn't do uh, a lot of things because I was just uh, under the impression that I'm just going to relax and I'm just going to uh, just take in the scenery and, and, you know, just sit here and enjoy Mother Nature. Well, a couple hours of sitting here on my butt, decompressing, and uh, I go to sleep. Uh, I wake up in the middle of the night, too, 
something tossing my ice chest around. <laughs> and so my ice chest, I look outside of my tent and there's a 500 pound black bear just tossing my ice chest around, trying to get to the food inside. And I didn't have a lot of food because I knew I wasn't, uh, I, I had other stuff that I had to, that, that could sustain me, but the, um, the food that was in my ice chest was being tossed around and finally uh, the black bear opened the ice chest and just gobbled everything down within 30 seconds. And I'm sitting here in my tent, not making a sound, watching this humongous bear. It was, to me, it was huge. And it was literally five feet from me, and I was like, oh, no. And so I just zipped up the, the tent and uh, let it do its thing. And so <laughs> I... Uh, just kind of laid there, listened around to uh, what was going on, and I could hear that the bear is scamp uh, going away. I could hear it moving away from me. So I looked out, and I could see it running away from the, my campsite. And I'm like, oh, good, it's done. Okay. So I'm going to lay here and just go back to sleep. I'll be fine. Uh, yeah. After watching something like that, you're not going to go back to sleep. So I thought about it for a minute. My mind was racing. What if it comes back? What if it starts attacking me because it thinks that I have food? What if, what if, what if? Okay, so I need to protect myself. And uh, what I did was I went to my truck after looking around first to make sure there wasn't any bears around, I went to my truck and I got my rifle that wasn't, didn't have a round in the chamber, wasn't ready to be fired. I got my rifle, put a magazine in, and loaded around in the chamber. And then... I started looking around. Okay, I don't see anything. Okay, I'm going to put this in the tent with me. I started to close the door to my truck, and I could hear something coming. And when I saw, when I shined the light at the black bear that was coming back to my, uh, my camping spot, it's obviously it saw that I saw him because I was shining the light straight at him. So it kind of came forward a little bit more and then kind of started pacing side to side. And when a bear is pacing side to side, it's thinking about coming towards you. It's not thinking about running away because bears, when they want to run away, they just run away. This bear was pacing side to side. And so I'm trying to look around to see if anybody else is around, but it was midnight. It was the middle of the night. Complete blackness. Nobody, everybody else is asleep. And I'm shining around, shining light at everybody else. Nobody's up. 
and I shine the light at the bear. It's still pacing back and forth. I shine the light somewhere else, and I see somebody else's flashlight. And I see somebody else's flashlight, and I start waving my flashlight at them, and then I shine the light back at the bear, which is still pacing side to side. And then I shine the light back at the, the person who was camping next to me who had their flashlight out, trying to wave it at them, trying to get their attention, and then I shine the light back at the bear. And the bear is inching forward and coming forward, coming side to side, and I have my rifle with me. And literally, I knew that something was going to happen. I was going to be one of those statistics. I had to scare this bear away somehow where it did not want to come back. But it had gotten my food, so it thought, hey, maybe he's got more food. And when a bear, that size bear, comes after you and thinks it, you think you're going to stop it, it's not going to happen. For one thing, those things are solid muscle. You're not going to outrun a bear. The claws on that thing are razor sharp. It's going to trip you up. You're going to land on your face, and it's going to mount you and start tearing you up. When a bear wants something from you, it's going to get it. And this is running through my mind. And I'm thinking about this, and I'm just trying not to shake Obviously, I am. The first time I've encountered a bear like this. And I'm, the only thing that I could think of was, I got to scare it away. I don't want to shoot at the bear. But I know I got to scare it away. So I aim the rifle 45 degrees down to the ground. Not enough so it's going to bounce back and hit me. Not enough it's going to sail away and hit somebody. It's 45 degrees to the ground. I pop off around, and the bear skimpers off. I didn't hit nowhere near the bear. The bear took off. I scared the bejesus out of him. Because he scared the bejesus out of me. Now, before you go out and doing this, you have to please, please, please make sure that you are not in a campsite. The lady who I was trying to get help from, I don't know what kind of help she would have been anyways because she was an older lady. That's the only thing I could see about her. She was an older lady, maybe 60s. And as soon as I popped off around, as soon as I did that, she screamed at me, what are you doing? Uh, I'm trying to get rid of this bear. 
That is just a bear. Leave the bear alone. What? Until it starts attacking people. And that's how it starts. I understand that bears want to eat. I understand that they're naturally curious. They want to eat. Hell, it's going to start being fall. And during the fall, they have to bulk up so they can go into hibernation. But I'm not going to be a statistic. I'm not going to be one of those guys that allowed something to happen. Apparently, she got mad at me. And apparently, she packed up her things in the morning time, obviously, because it was midnight. And she went straight to the ranger station and told them that I popped off around. I knew something like that was going to happen. I knew that she was going to run and tell and stuff like that. But I didn't go anywhere. I did not, was not going to run away from the situation. Because I knew what was going on. And I told the law enforcement officer that came to investigate what happened. I told him what had happened. He checked my weapons. All my weapons are registered to me. He checked my car. My car is registered to me. I don't have any warrants. I'm not a felon. I don't even have tickets. He was like, you know, I can't make that call. Because of the fact that she went and complained and filed a, a formal complaint, he had to do something. So he gave me a ticket, and now I have to go in front of a magistrate and tell him what happened and tell him what was going on. But anyways, that's that. That was the first night. So when I woke up this morning... Uh, I still had some coffee left over from the day before, so drank my coffee, kind of moseyed around, got things together. And people around here don't start moving around till about 7 o'clock. And it was like 5.30 when I woke up. And so I started, because I didn't eat the night before, I was thinking about food. And... I had to go uh, get something to eat and then uh, kind of mosey around because I didn't have any food because <laughs> the bear took it all. Uh, I didn't have anything left. Uh, I got some food, came back, ate, went over to the lake, sat by the lake for a little while, just kind of relax. And I knew that the fishing, if you weren't on a boat fishing on this lake, uh, was going to be kind of not good. So, But I just wanted, since I hadn't been fishing in a long time, uh, I wanted to make sure that I could practice kind of throwing the lure around. 
kind of making sure that I, that I, uh, the fishing line was running the right way, that it, the reel was operating the right way, that I knew how to operate the controls of the reel. What it, what it does, why it does what it does. Um, so I put my fishing post together, did everything that needs to be done, kind of threw together some kind of fishing lure. Uh, and then I, uh, just for a couple hours, just started to throw the weights and the lures back and forth into the water. Obviously, I didn't catch anything because there was no bait. Uh, but once I put all my stuff away, I sat there and just kind of watched everybody. And Oh, yeah, and by the way, make sure that uh, where you're fishing at, if you're going to be casting out and bringing it up, if you're going to be on the shoreline, that there isn't a bunch of dead wood at the bottom in between you and where you're throwing your lures because they, when you're bringing the lure back, it's going to get caught in that dead wood, in the water. Uh, okay. But since I put my fishing poles away, and I'm telling you, these mountains, you should see these things, uh, I broke out my binoculars. Uh, that's part of spotting, right? I broke out my binoculars and started trying to spot different things on these mountains, trying to scope out what's going on, uh, seeing if I see any anything or anybody on these mountains. What what is going on around me, right? Uh, obviously. Um, I didn't bring any bug spray. I did get bit. Not terrible, but I did get bit. <sighs> but it was enjoyable. I did enjoy watching the water, watching different people, watching uh, me throwing the, the rod around. It just, it was nice. Um, and obviously I'm camping, I'm not glamping, I'm camping in a tent. And so I had to take a shower somehow. Uh, so <laughs> when, when I was fishing or pretending I was fishing, I, uh, it was bright and sunny out. It was like 95 degrees, and which is kind of uh, not normal for this area. And so I was um, came back to the where my tent was at, put all my stuff away, grabbed a towel, a soap, and uh, put on my swim trunks and walked towards the lake. And by the time I got to the lake, there was a storm coming in. <laughs> it's crazy. Uh, so the wind kicked up, uh, the clouds were blocking the sun, and it wasn't like a full-fledged uh, storm. It was uh, just kind of sporadic, uh, 
kind of just all over the place. But it did kick up the wind, and it did cool things down. And when I got into the lake, it did not feel good because the lake was cold. Uh, so remember, when you get into a lake, when you jump into the lake, it's going to be cold. Uh, especially at uh, high elevations. Uh, you're not jumping into a hot spring, right? You're jumping into a lake. Uh, where do they get the water from or the lake from? Ooh, yeah. Okay. So I'm sitting there while everybody else is uh, watching me. I'm sitting there bathing myself inside the lake. Okay. So uh finished bathing, came back to the, to my campsite. And that's when I had the encounter with the law enforcement officer and we talked about things. And then after the fact, I had to, uh, after I finished with the law enforcement officer, I, had, I wanted to go and uh, get some food. Now, the one thing I will tell you, though, is that right here in this campsite, because of these mountains the way they are, there is no reception. There is absolutely no reception anywhere in this area. So I uh, have to leave my campsite and go into the next town over and uh, to get reception just so that I could tell my wife that I'm okay, tell family members, uh, hey, you know, I know you're coming up here, blah, 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 uh, this map, I'm already here. Whatever. Uh, so uh, just make sure that uh, you know if you're going to come into a places like this, there's not going to be any service. Which, on the first night when I was sitting here kind of decompressing, my habits are... Uh, my habits are... Uh, got a good grasp on me. They... I, I would pick up my phone just to see if I could either see a text message or see Facebook or see any of that stuff. And none of it's working. None of it's working. I'm not getting any kind of reception. So, uh, my ticks, my vices, my ringing in my ears, the crickets and the bears are the only thing here for me. I do not advise you to go out camping by yourself. Please take somebody else with you. Uh, I'd be preferred that if somebody knew what was going on, uh, you don't want to figure this stuff out by yourself. Um, so one thing that I am for about my equipment, right? If we, I told you that I want to do uh, real world practical, practical application of my equipment. The one thing that I am using um, is a tarp, right? I'm using a tarp. I'm using a tent. I'm using a blanket, a um, inflatable mattress and I forgot my pillow so I'm using my towel as my pillow 
and uh, make sure you have a flashlight. Yeah, so uh, a lot of the stuff that I brought, uh, I'll be using later on in the week, but it's not for camping. Uh, make sure that if you put together a bug out bag, right? You put together extra clothes. Uh, you don't want to be in the same clothes for three days at a time. Trust me. Um, even if you have to, without taking a shower, just change your clothes. Uh, that's uh, not sanitary, but I mean, it's, it'll feel better than just to, for you not to take a shower and be in the same clothes for three days. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, your bug out bag should contain a tent. It should have uh, a tarp. It should have rope. Um, I wouldn't say to add a flashlight into your bug out bag because you're probably going to have flashlights into your house. And before you have to bug out, before you have to leave, you can take 30 seconds to grab all the canned food that you can. Take 30 seconds to grab uh, whatever flashlights and candles that you have. Yeah. Um, yeah, so one thing that um, I was doing before and kind of looking to see how to, uh, when I was watching YouTube, I was looking on YouTube how to make a bow to start a fire. Uh, when you start looking up stuff like that, the word bushcraft comes along. And bushcraft is, uh, the word means how to live out in the wild with the bare essentials, right? Uh, yeah, some of that, yeah, it's good. Um, but I mean, I like to have stuff too, like an inflatable mattress. I don't need to lay on a bed of leaves and figure out that some of them are poison oak or something. <laughs> uh, I don't need all that. Um, but yeah, you can uh, start looking at these YouTube videos, start talking to the people who go hunting. Uh, one thing that they like I told you uh, real recently, I was talking to people about it, and they told me to stay away from the bears. I'm like, okay, but I'm not going hunting. I'm just going spotting. Just stay away from the bears, <laughs> okay? And I didn't even get to go spotting. I didn't. I didn't get to go look for a hunting spot. And really, in reality, when you go looking for a hunting spot, you want to make sure that you're away from any kind of person or their house, right? At least a mile. Any kind of a road, at least a mile. You have to be responsible enough to make sure that if you're hunting with a rifle or you're hunting with a bow, that nothing is behind it that you can, that you can hurt. And if you're using a rifle, 
uh, what's the uh, maximum effective range of a uh, 5.56 round is what, 18, 1800 feet? Which is, eh, you know, or maybe less than that. <sighs> so, I did not go out to go look for spots where I could go shoot. I did not look for, did not put myself into those kinds of risky um, situations. I did put myself to go out camping by myself, which is a little risky. But um, I could have went like and got real secluded, but I didn't do that. I did want to come out here, though, so that I could, I don't know, people call it, uh, what do they call that? They call it calling your, your demons, right? When you're isolated and secluded from everybody and you don't have any kind of technology or anything, that uh, the only thing uh, that comes out is the demons. Uh, the demons in your mind, the demons you make up. Uh, yeah. So, I'm out here. I do want to call out the demons. But right now, my mind is too preoccupied now. <laughs> yes, because I had that situation with the bear. Yes, I am constantly thinking about that. So I keep trying to look up at the stars and s enjoy the beautiful view and I catch myself wanting to look back down. Making sure that that bear doesn't come back. I'm sure it's not gonna. I'm sure I'm gonna have a beautiful night. I'm sure it's gonna be a great time up here and I'm going to keep coming back. I'm going to keep trying to do what needs to be done. Like practice how to start a fire without matches or any of that stuff, right? You, we need to do these things. We can't be so ignorant to life that we just allow other people to take care of us. I can't do that. Uh, so... I will tell you, though, that um, looking at the, all these beautiful stars, I don't know if I told you yet, but last night I watched uh, the Big Dipper, the North Star, and all the surrounding stars. Uh, I'm not an astrologist, so I don't know what's out here or this, the star configurations, but uh, I did see satellites. I did see aircraft, uh, but I didn't see any UFOs. Uh, my wife did tell me, though, if I did see them, that I needed to take a selfie with them. Uh, yeah. So, I'm out of here again, sitting out in the dark. And as you can tell, all the, the noise, the background noise has died down, Right? Everybody is going to sleep. 
it's nine o'clock and people aren't or don't have to uh <clears throat> turn down the music or whatever till uh 10 o'clock but it's nine o'clock and a lot of people just got in so they uh are probably going to sleep but they are in camp uh you know like fifth wheels and campers and stuff uh, there are other people in a tent, brave souls that uh, would like to share some experiences with their significant other. Uh, I do find that the majority of people that are out here are 50-ish. Uh, but there's, there are things to do out here. Uh, hiking, hiking, hiking. No, the water out here is, these lakes out here are beautiful. Um, they're not too far down. One of them is, uh, it was depressing driving by one of the lakes and watching the water that is so depleted from that lake. Uh, but uh, for the most part, uh, I'm here. Calling out the demons. Okay, so the next day I went fishing with a bunch of guys. Uh, we did have um, obviously fishing poles. Uh, we did have some bait that I got from the local shop. I did, uh, when I went to go get the bait, I talked to the local shop owners. Um, and asked them what kind of bait to use and where to go. And um, so talking to the local bait shops, uh, they would have more information on the stuff that goes on uh, in that local area. So if you're going to go out uh, anywhere, just try talking to the local area to see how they're doing. Uh, we did get a, like, five trout. Uh uh, they were nice size. Uh, we did cook it up right there on the boat because they were uh, they had a little barbecue on the boat that we were had. Um, they did for some reason. Uh, they were the fish that we had were uh, at a depth. So so uh, they did tell us at the local shop that we had to rent the boat because uh, fishing for the shoreline was uh, not a good thing. Um, that we had more success fishing from a boat. So uh, we did rent one of the boats. Uh, we did uh, have a little bit of success. And uh, the once we caught one, because everybody was using um, different type of bait, uh, and I was using some kind of garlic stuff that the local shop had told me, but once one guy caught something, we all went to that bait, and that's where we caught all of the, the trout. So, um, yeah, so later on that night and for the rest of my week, uh, I was not by myself. I was not calling out the demons. Uh, but I will talk about uh, being very careful around the campsite. Uh, there's a lot of people that have different... Um, Corks and different mindsets than you do. 
um, yeah, talking to the people around the, the the campsite that you're at would probably be a good thing. Um, there, there are only one type of black or bears in California, from what I hear, and they're all black bears. And the bear that I uh, wrestled that wrestled around with my ice chest, it looked like a big old brown brown bear or grizzly bear, whatever it was, but it was not a brown bear. It was brown in color. It looked to be about 500 pounds, but it apparently was a black bear. So, uh, talk to your campsites, talk to the people in your campsites, talk to uh, the local people in the area. There's, every campsite has a, um, a host and ask them, uh, see what you can use as a deterrent for whatever kind of wildlife is around. Um, I guess I should have used pots and pans to uh, deter the bear from coming over. Um, they are sensitive in, in hearing. Most wildlife uh, can hear very well. And so um, see what else everybody else is, or what else everybody else is using uh, to deter it. Maybe they got uh, different things that you can do. Um, so, uh, yeah, and use the strong boxes that they have at the campsites. Use, if you're going out camping by yourself in a just wilderness area, bring your own strong box. And just be very careful, okay? Um, do your homework around the area. Uh, see what else you can do to uh, deter the local wildlife and figure out uh, what you should be prepared for. Uh, I didn't do any of that because I just had the inkling to go and I went. So just be very careful about what you do and how you do things. Uh, be more prepared. Uh, yes, having uh, different equipment to go camping is awesome. Okay, uh, well, and that's it. Thank you for everything, and uh, thank you for listening. Well, that's it for now. I want to be clear on something. No one person grows up the same. Everyone has their own opinion and how they come up with it. That's why I started this, so that I can understand you and your guide to your path. If we all have different strengths, then maybe... Just maybe we can learn from each other.